0: Hello and welcome to this Sea Trade Maritime podcast. I'm Emma Howe, Maritime Digital and Customer Development Director at Informer Markets, and in this Sea Trade Maritime Masterclass episode, I had the pleasure of addressing a key subject in our industry: gender equality and was delighted that the president of Wister International, Despina Theodosio, agreed to share her story with me. As a leader of a key industry body striving for change in an industry suffering from gender inequality and a prominent leader in the maritime world as joint CEO of Tototheo Maritime, Despina has a great story to share and some inspirational messages for the next generation of leaders in our industry. I started by asking Despina where it all began.
1: Well, I'm a Cypriot and we're an island country where the maritime industry is interwoven into our history. And especially in Limassol, where I live, it's the maritime centre of Cyprus. So everyone knows someone in the industry. And, you know, when we go to industry events, it's as if you're at a friend gathering or, or a family gathering sometimes. That's how it feels. For me, the industry always had its attraction, even when I did not think about a career in it, I actually consciously tried to avoid it in the beginning. My father was a captain, so he had many stories and my sister and I always enjoyed the stories, although he had already come ashore, but still working in the industry as we grew up. But nonetheless, it gave me a view of what maritime industry used to be like. Shipping became a career because I took what I thought at the time was a temporary job in the industry. And to be honest, I never looked elsewhere in the 15 or so years that I'm in the industry. I also married someone who has a focus in the industry, and actually together we're running phil Maritime, he's my co-CEO. I think I always had an unwavering determination to not only be the best version of myself, but also to help others do the same. So I set goals for myself and for our company, and I just go for them. And working in an industry that I enjoy, it gives me great pleasure to do so. And that, in all honesty, has little to do with shipping per se, but more to do with the desire to do the right thing, to grow personally and professionally, and also be happy in what do you do
0: you said you actively tried not to enter into shipping but it was a temporary job that got you into the industry what was the temporary job i worked in a shipping company actually for a few
1: months then i left that job and went into banking my first degree was in economics so i went into banking and i literally hated it so 3 months later i was out the door and into shipping <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) And had your father encouraged you and your sister to enter the industry? Or did he say, no, it's a man's world, you should stay and do something different? No, he did. He didn't uh, try to encourage it, but we were just not interested.
1: Uh, I mean, my sister studied English literature and I studied economics and we're like, no, 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 Later on, when I became involved in the industry, he was very happy about it.
0: I can imagine, yes. Tespina, not only are you a board member of the Cyprus Shipping Chamber, the Cyprus Employers Industrialist Federation and Invest Cyprus, you also sit on the board of governors of the Cyprus Maritime Academy and the Strategic Committee of crans Montana Club of Ports. In July, 2020, you were elected as a member to the General Committee of the Association of SA and Limited Companies in Greece and as its head of its shipping sector committee. And you are president of Women's International Shipping and Trading Association, known better as WISTER, which is an organization comprised of 51 national WISTA associations. The obvious question is, how do you do it all? And be a co CEO of your own company. (laughs) I'm also the mother of of a young boy
1: who is the light of our lives. And while it all sounds so much, there's no real secret to it. I'm surrounded by some wonderfully talented and, and dedicated women and men who have the same passions as myself at work. And I also have a very good support system at home. One has to understand how to make decisions that make a difference to their own lives and to their environment and to do that you have to have the respect and trust of the people around you for me it's more important to show how we can work together to have real empathy to be open and to listen to your team it sometimes takes time but i would say to anyone who wants to be successful to stop trying to be someone else just find yourself and then work with the people who you can trust and you have respect for and also you have respect from and you will achieve much more in life and also enjoy the journey no matter how hard or how easy it is and if I may make a correction we're actually I'm very proud to say that at WISTA we're now 54 national associations
0: we very recently started some new ones so we're growing (laughs) oh congratulations who were the additional associations where are they from the newest ones are Guatemala Cameroon and Lebanon that's excellent news excellent news and again those are countries which I would say would not traditionally have gender equality in the same way that some other countries would so that's good news it's very good news. And there are some trailblazing women over there that are
1: trying to do the best for the other women in the industry. So it's, it's really fantastic. We're really happy
0: and proud to have them as part of a family, a Wista family. What is the ambition for Wista for 2021? Is it to bring more countries into the overall umbrella of the group? So it's never our main goal to bring more
1: countries in because we always try to do that organically and to make sure that where we establish new associations, that they thrive. And not only to say we have a Western National Association in this country or the other country, but what was very important for us starting this year, and of course with COVID, things were delayed a little bit, was to grow more in the African region. And I'm happy to say that even with the problems we face this year, apart from Cameroon, we also had West Angola join us earlier in the year. So that's one of our goals. But also, we are working in many projects, and 2021, I think, will be the year where the results of these projects come out. And I think it will be very interesting for the industry. So, of course, one of our main projects that has been discussed is we're trying together with the IMO to count how many women finally we have in the shipping industry and not only on board vessels, but in the industry in general. So that's a project we have been working very diligently on and we hope that we can launch it in December, the survey. And then also we have other projects where we're trying to see how women in maritime have been affected by COVID and a university in Brazil is helping us do that, do the, the research. We're also helping some shipping companies with their goals. So for example, we've helped Anglo-Eastern in the past issue a diversity booklet for behaviors on board their vessels. So now we're in the process of updating that and trying to have the second version out. We're trying to create a speakers bureau so that we can provide event organizers, women speakers from industry events. So there are many things we're trying to do. And we're um, a wonderful big team with people around the world who are really working hard on these projects.
0: I was actually a member of Wisdom myself in the UAE when it was started many years ago now. <laughs> many years, exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Going back to your career path, was there anybody in particular that inspired you and mentored you throughout your career so far?
1: There are many people who I have admired for how they achieve certain things or have an attitude that I believe is part of their success. And not only within the industry. I mean, if you look at our industry, but also other industries, you'll see companies that have been built on the ability and the passion of individuals that have worked many times against the odds to get where they are today. The people that I find myself respecting the most are the ones that work openly and honestly and with integrity and the ones that can see the opportunities where others may find it difficult. Furthermore, I believe that when one looks for inspiration, you cannot find it all in one person, but you need to look for sparks of inspiration in many different people and bring that together into what you wish you can become. I think that's what
0: I've always tried to do. As yourself as a personality, how do you inspire others?
1: That's a difficult question to answer for myself. But I think for the fact that I am passionate for whatever I get myself into and for whatever I do, I will not commit myself to something that I don't really believe in. And I think that has to do a lot with success in general. I mean, you need to believe in something to be able to put the best of yourself in that project or or in that company or whatever you're doing. I also always try to be honest and open and diligent with whatever I do. And integrity is a big part of what I do in the company or whatever else, you know, all the associations that I, I, I become involved with. And I think that's a lesson that I learned. And I also what I discuss with younger people in the industry, you know, you, you need to decide what you want to do. Just don't lose yourself in it. Because if you do, success will never come. You you need to stay true to yourself and to your values, and then you will get there.
0: That's actually really interesting, because one of the questions I did want to ask you was, as a woman who is obviously working in what is still a male-dominated industry, keeping your wister hat on, what would you say to young women nowadays who want to carve a career in the industry? What would your advice be?
1: At WISTA, we have been working persistently over the many years that we're here, but certainly over the last three years that I've been a president in building resources for women who come into the industry and for advocating for the benefits of diversity and inclusion in in the workplace. In our industry, we we would like to see more support, allowing young women to find people who can help them understand the steps in their careers and WISTA is about the support and making sure that there are resources to do that. And our national WISTA associations, they do have the local resources for young women, for school leaders and junior executives to help them with this. But you mentioned that it is still a male-dominated industry, but the issues around diversity are not a battle, and I hope they're not perceived like that. They are more of an awakening, I would say. I see greater parts of our industry where both Men and women understand that there's no fear in having diversity and equality in the workplace. And at the same time, we're at the cusp of change due to the new technologies, due to our environmental challenges. And we need diversity of thought to find new solutions and to innovate. And we cannot have diversity of thought if there's no diversity in people. The industry is its people. And I believe in shipping, we are becoming more progressive. We are becoming more open-minded so to young women I would say not only there is space for you in this industry but we
0: need you so they're very welcome that's for sure and if you were to have your time again you mentioned your first degree was economics that suggests you have more than one degree um, and <laughs> I do <laughs> do you have two three I <laughs> uh, four <laughs> four <laughs> yeah
1: so was that? I, I believe in lifelong learning, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> your first degree was with banking in mind, and you said, obviously, you, you chose the shipping career because you didn't enjoy banking. Would there have been a different career choice you would take, given your time again?
1: Well, I do have many interests. Sometimes I think that if I didn't study what I studied back then, maybe I would be an architect. Or I don't know, I've thought of different things. But although I do have many interests, I do not think I would want to restart or be in something else. I'm in the middle of my career and I have so much that I want to work towards. And I'm lucky enough to be in a career that is across of different industries. So it's shipping, it's the space industry and technology. So that's so interesting. Perhaps what I would like to see more. Is across fertilization of ideas across the industries. I mean, the discussions are increasing, but there are of course shared ideas between shipping and the oil and gas industry, for example, or shipping and other transport chains, shipping in aviation, shipping in the automobile industry. I think that if people want to be successful in the future, they may need to be more aware of the issues that stretch across industries, and shipping is becoming more connected to other parts of the transport chain. And therefore, it's natural to see how experiences can be shared. How would you see that sharing of knowledge take place? As I said before, I I, I think we are becoming more open-minded. And I think that's a big Component of that, of the sharing of information and of ideas. And another thing that is very important is for us to realize that we are not as unique as we think we are. Of course, shipping has its complexities and its peculiarities, but it also has, especially when it comes to technology, it also has many similarities with other industries. And as soon as we realize
0: that, it will be much easier uh, to start sharing those ideas. Thank you, Despina. I mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that I know you're very passionate about crew change and obviously the significant challenges that have faced seafarers during the COVID pandemic. Have you seen improvements now? Could you give us some thoughts about how that has moved forward perhaps over the last few months?
1: I don't want to be pessimistic, but I really haven't, or not as much as I'm sure the industry would like for the situation to improve. Of course, there are countries that have declared seafarers as key workers, and that's very important, but we still have so many issues, and seafarers have so many issues that they are facing. And, you know, we need many more countries to make this decision and declare them as key workers, and we need to move from there. It's not acceptable that people can already travel to some countries as tourists, but we cannot do crew changes. For example, the are sacrificing for us to not only for the economy and, and for world trade to continue as efficiently as possible, but for all of us so that our lives continue as normal as possible. So the least we can do is talk about the issue and try to influence the decision makers when it comes to this, to look at this issue more closely and perhaps The one good thing that has come out of it is that the wider audience is realizing the importance of seafarers and the importance of shipping, because we as an industry, of course we know, and of course we understand their importance. But now it's really gratifying to see that people really start to understand what is going on and what these people are offering the world.
0: Thanks for that, Despina. As I say, I've seen you on a couple of webinars now and it's obviously something that you feel very strongly about and should do, so thank you for that as well. I'm a
1: sicker's daughter and, and, and you know, even though he, he's he been ashore for decades now, that doesn't change. And when you've been so close and, as I said before, you've heard the stories and you know the difficulties, it's the least we can do. We can talk about this issue as often as we can and each one of us, whatever we can do, then we should do because we need to help them. It's unacceptable for me that uh, so many seafarers are stuck on board. And I will say the word, they're stuck on board and, and they cannot see their families. We have so many concerns for their health, for their welfare, for their mental health as well. But also at the same time, there are those seafarers that are at home and they cannot travel to their ships. And even if they can They're also worried that what happens if I go and then I cannot be relieved of my duties when the time comes. So it's a very difficult situation
0: and we all need to do our bit to help. I understand. You mentioned you have a young child. Do you think they're going to end up in the industry as well? Well, he's very young. He's six and a half. So it's still very early.
1: He has already told me that he wants my job when he grows up, but I'm not sure if he realizes what the job entails. I think he sees the traveling because he's traveled quite a lot with me, especially before he started school. So it's very interesting for him. He is a world traveler already, so that's very interesting for him. But to be honest, for him, as he grows up, I want him to find his own interests, to discover his own talents. And um, I will be supportive in whatever he wants to do. If that means him coming into the industry, I would be delighted. But if it's something else, then it's something else.
0: Last but not least, if you look at the school leaving age and somebody has shown an interest in entering the industry, what would be the education cycle that you would recommend to them? Would it be to go to a maritime college? Would it be a course at university? Would it be um, on ship experience? What what would be your route to success? Well,
1: that's a very interesting question because it depends on what they want to do in the industry. Shipping is such a complex industry and you know, we have people that are technology people, or they are asset operators, whether that's the seafarer or the manager. We have educators, we have lawyers, we have bankers, we have court operators. Now with the um, decarbonization and sustainability, our industry is on. We have scientists and sustainability experts. So it's so vast and so diverse in its own character that I would say you need to choose what you want to do in the industry. Of course, experience on board, I didn't have that. And I think it's absolutely fantastic if you can have that. And and, and speaking to people in the industry who've had some experience. But uh, as I said before, it really depends on what you want to do in the industry. I would say that my advice to young people is to always listen and you know, be interested in things, read. But in the end, just make your own decisions and make your own path. And really for young people, you know, what I would say is that you do not seek permission to be in this industry and you do not need permission to bring change. Young people are, they are building the digital tools, they are supporting sustainability and of course they are backing the call for diversity. So they're a big part of the force for change and we want them to bring it into the industry. As I said, of course, learn as much as you can across the whole of the maritime industry. It's so complex and it will be good if you know As much as you can. And there's every reason for everybody who's in it to find their niche in the industry and thrive. And because there's a lot of talk about technology and technology taking away jobs from people in the industry, I I really do not think that, but I do believe that there will be a change in roles and in what we do in the industry. And our people in the industry today are a new breed and they do have. New roles and they understand the new definition. So what I would say is welcome to this new shipping that we have because it's a really interesting industry and it will provide you a lot in the long run.
0: Thank you for listening to this Sea Trade Maritime podcast. You've been listening to Despina Theodosio talk me through her experiences as president of Wister International and joint CEO of Tototheo Maritime. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, you can listen to more in the Masterclass series during Sea Trade Maritime Middle East virtual. You can also find a whole host of additional on-demand podcasts, webinars and white papers at sea maritimecom So please do take a look and sign up to our free news and information newsletters. We hope you've enjoyed listening and we'll see you soon.